cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I'm joined by Leonora Cavoda. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So, you know, I've been on this uh, CIA kick and this JFK thing. And I did a last couple of shows we did were, were about that. And I thought it was a different kind of twist. We got a lot of uh, people writing, writing to us. And... Um, Asking us about certain things, you know, like different bits and pieces of what we were talking about. And it was really hard to put 20 hours of information into, you know, an hour show or two hours. So in any case, what we ended up doing is uh, uh, emailing a lot of people back you know, with different things. And we had to put together this, uh, this basically this playlist of clips that we got. So for those who might be interested in finding the full um, coverage of like where we cherry picked our clips from, uh, we have like about 15 to 20 different YouTube videos and things like that that I, I think are really interesting. Like if you could hear the whole thing, if you could hear the whole thing, uh, not just the bits and pieces that I picked out to present to, on my show. Um, I think you'd be kind of interested in that. So if you're a really big buff on that and you want to learn more about Ruth Payne or George DeMorgan Shield or uh, uh, some alternative uh, perspectives on the JFK assassination, the CIA in general, and some other things, email me and... Uh, and jot this down, and I will reply with this link that will put you in touch with all the clips I used, pretty much, in my last two shows. And so the email address that you want to write down is scott at scottadamshow.com. That's scott at scottadamshow.com. And this way, I already have it kind of like in a boilerplate, and I'll just go ahead and send it out to you. And I think you'll find... It'll keep you busy for a weekend. That's, let's put it that way. 
I think longer than that, based on all the material you've compiled. (laughs) And uh, I think there's room for sequels. You should do more shows. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, What I learned, uh, I thought I knew, I thought I knew a lot about the JFK assassination and CIA and all this. I didn't know. I was merely scratching the surface. And I had been studying this for, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, my whole life, basically Listen, you know, look at listening to people talk about the grassy knoll, more than one shooter conspiracy. I watched all the JFK movies, you know, but I got to tell you, there is so much more to it. And uh, wow, it just gets deep. And the more you know about what's happening today is really the key part. Mm -hmm. That's the key part. I don't think I would have. I don't think I grasped what was going on back then. uh, 20 years ago. Until until now, because yeah. I'm so much more aware, thanks to probably who? Donald Trump. So thanks to Donald Trump. But, you know, we got this, um, we got a lot of news to cover today. Uh, it's going to be a pot- potpourri hodgepodge of bits and pieces of what's going on, because we got the Hunter Biden thing going on. You got the Chinese fang fang blimp that's up above Montana. In fact, I saw um, saw a picture of the of the big uh, round blimp that's up above Montana, and if you look closely, you could see where it says Fang Fang loves Eric. <laughs> you remember Fang Fang? She was the Chinese spy lover of uh, <laughs> Eric Swalwell. Yeah, she was a spy. Speaking yeah. of spies, these spies, man. I don't know. We got to get out of the spy business. In spies some way. like us. That was a comedy, right? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. But the Hunter Biden thing is, is kind of interesting as well. So we have a lot of different clips and a lot of different reports. Nikki Haley threw her hat into the ring. She's going to basically run for president. There's a really interesting article by the Daily Caller that we're going to go into uh, that talks about why she did it. Uh, there's several potential reasons. Um, but there's a lot of information also on this Hunter Biden thing. He's turning around now. He wants to sue Trump's attorneys, and he wants to sue Rudy Giuliani, and he wants to sue the uh, computer guy that confiscated his laptop and turned it into the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> to go, it goes and shows you that the FBI, the Department of Justice, are completely disgusting mob, mob-oriented um, villains that are going against our own country. The FBI should never be... You should never cooperate with the FBI or the CIA. Yeah. You should look at them as enemy number one because they are the enemy. Uh, I would say our State Department does not have America's best interests. Just look at all the flops that they've had in the last couple of years. And then the cover-ups. It was Pompeo that was covering up the CIA, JFK uh, documents, right? They do nothing but... Remain secret. I ask the question, why is it that the public sector has more privacy than the private sector? Can you answer me that one, Leonor? Why do we have no privacy, but the public sector seems to have all the privacy? When did this switcheroo happen? At the same time when it happened that the public sector started, in some cases, making more money than the private sector. I mean, all those things got flipped inside out. You know, it's the bizarro world, as they used to say on Seinfeld. The better pension, the better 401, the better uh, 401k, the better health plan. Oh, by the way, more holidays. (laughs) More holidays. 
Uh, they get the gravy train. They they get paid for all kinds Unless of stuff. Unless you work in banking and then you get a lot of holidays, but you work anywhere else, not so much. Yeah. Well, in any case, um, Hunter Biden, right? So here he's got his attorneys. And so I, I was listening. Not that I get my news from Fox and Friends. Trust me, I don't. Um, but I did like the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, thing that uh, Steve Ducey was doing today. Well, that's right. fun because he's from Kansas and him going back to his hometown is kind of cool. And I know? like his cookbooks. I've gotten into a lot more cooking yeah, these days. You have, you have. Yeah, you have. Like baking and stuff. But, you know, it's it's a manly thing, really, when you, you know. It's always been a manly thing. Yeah. My father was in the restaurant business. Men have always traditionally been the major chefs. I'm the head the, chef of the household. That is true. Yeah. I, I can agree to that. All right. You can. Can you? Okay. I can. I can. All right. Here we go. I'm going to play this clip. This is from um, Brian Kilmeade, which, you know, we love him. We hate him, you know, kind of thing. But he actually had a good interview here with this guy that you met, right? You met this guy. This. Yeah, uh, Saurabh Amari. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. met him or I, I, I participated in a uh, virtual Zoom meet, uh, right. event with him or something. So I thought this was a good account, you know, fresh new news, a good account of what's happening with the Hunter Biden saga. He's trying to flip the script. That, and, you know, they might just be able to uh, pull this off because they got, the, they got the globalists, the media, the World Economic Forum. They got everybody... Uh, on their side, no matter, you know, up is down, black is white, left is right, right? So they could come up with any scheme and it's going to work because the the fix is in, right? That's what I see happening. But we'll see what happens. Um, even, even in this one, uh, the guy says, uh, this might, you know, this might be even too much for them to pull off. Just like, they have election rigging, but they didn't have enough election rigging to maintain and keep yeah. control of the House, which is why we're seeing all this confiscation and collection of special counsel data, uh, because these documents and records are only being released right now. The Hunter, Bi- the Joe Biden documents, in- incidentally, the DOJ FBI didn't find any classified documents in his Rehoboth Beach House. <laughs> Yeah, like they're going to really tell you, right? But right. they're going to tell you whatever you, they want to tell you. Yeah. And they're going to say, nothing here, nothing here, boss. But we found some stuff here, and we're going to hand it over to the special counsel so that when Jim Jordan goes and asks for the documents that are really classified, that have somehow been indexed and um, cataloged in the National Archive, for the ones that they will have to explain... Um, they're going to say those are in the special counsel, and when the special counsel's done, you know, eight years from now, uh, you'll probably go ahead. And Joe Biden will be long gone by then. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he has another good four years in him. I don't think he has any years in him. He just uh, said something yesterday about half the women in my uh, uh, half the women in my administration are women. <laughs> half the women in my administration are women. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> well, he may be right about that because didn't he have the guy who was stealing uh, luggage in his administration? Point. That's a really good point. I forgot about the trannies. All right. here I forgot about that, that factor, the tranny factor. All right. Here we go. 
Lawyers for Hunter Biden are demanding federal and state prosecutors open up a criminal investigation, get this, into Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, and laptop, laptop repair person John Paul Isaac. But deny their request confirms the laptop from hell is really their hellish laptop. Instead, his lawyer tells Fox News that the request, quote, addressed the conduct of seeking, manipulating, and disseminating what they allege to be Biden's personal data, whatever they claim to have gotten it, and however they claim to have gotten it. Let's bring in Sorab Amari from Compact Magazine, founder and editor. They're pretending as if they didn't just admit they knew what we knew all along, that it was his laptop. What about this strategy? Did it blow up in their face in real time? Well, Brian, Hunter Biden is a veritable renaissance man, a man of many talents. You know, he's a great painter. Some would say he's the Picasso of our time. He is an expert in Ukrainian energy affairs, even though he doesn't speak any of the relevant languages. and doesn't know anything about natural gas, but he's an expert. But where he comes up short apparently is in legal, basic legal theory and jurisprudence that I guess we found a shortcoming because this makes absolutely no sense. What his lawyers are essentially saying is that the people who disseminated content from his laptop should be prosecuted by attorneys general and U.S. attorneys around the nation coast to coast, but at the same time that this is not his laptop. And there's a law in logic called the law of non-contradiction. And this definitely violates the law of non-contradiction because both of those things can't be true. If one is true, then the other is false. And, uh, well, but it's classic Hunter Biden. Uh, It is. Uh, Does it show a panic because he knows Republicans are going to start the investigation? Does it show a panic because the Delaware prosecutor is sitting on their hands even though the FBI has completed the investigation? But get this. They, also, they actually solicited the, uh, the state attorney general, uh, Kathy Jennings, to help out. A family friend who publicly wrote a letter lauding President Biden as a great man. And Alexandra Mackey is even closer to the Bidens than Jennings. So Hunter Biden, close to his dad, trading on his dad's name, now calling on his dad's legal friends to save him and sue people looking to expose him. Yeah, well, it's a powerful family. He's a scion of a powerful family. But there are limits to that, even that kind of power. Because at the end of the day, the laptop repair shop owner uh, took what's called constructive ownership. When you don't pay your repair fee and you don't pick up your laptop, at some point you lose ownership over that laptop. And that, at that point, he's free to disseminate its, its content. So um, that's just the basic limit of it. So I don't think, I do think this is a matter of panic because of uh, GOP investigations that are to come. But I don't think this kind of bullying strategy will go very far, notwithstanding the fact that this is a powerful family with powerful legal friends. Yeah, take civil, uh, take, take civil action, and then we'll do a pattern of discovery. Let's really examine those emails and find out exactly how authentic they are and what they were up to and what they actually mean. Uh, I don't believe that he's actually wrote a check to uh, Mr. Uh, Abby Lowell uh, that will clear And now I just can't believe this is the strategy going forward. And anybody that defended those people, like those 51 intel experts who said this was Russian disinformation, how foolish do they feel uh, today and yesterday? Unbelievable, Saurabh. Thanks so much. And Adam Schiff as well came out and said, this is right out of the Kremlin. Yeah. They all lied because Hunter Biden slipped up and said, 
this was my laptop. Then his yeah. attorneys came back later and said, not really, not so fast. This was not really his laptop. So you can't have it both ways. That's the... But when you're spending so much time in crack dens, you're bound to slip up occasionally. Right. So, you know, stunning admission. Um, all right. No, actually, right here. Hunter Biden's... Actually, the one the article I'm looking for is uh, over the past week, uh, the Gateway Pundit uncovered Hunter Biden's crimes and corruption related to classified documents, espionage, fair violations and connections to biolabs in Ukraine and Hunter Biden's metabiota lab labs received tens of millions of dollars in Department of Defense contracts. What is going on with our Department of Defense and, you know, uh, General Austin and General Milley? Yeah. They're getting in bed with one political party and they're getting rich off of it. And they're not making that big a deal about the balloon. And they experimented with bat viruses in at least one biolab in Ukraine. You know, you know, I was just saying they both uh, both of the, the aforementioned individuals were kind of downplaying the balloon, the one that's over Montana right now from China, the yeah. spy balloon. So I thought that was kind of interesting. What did you say again? They're kind of downplaying it, <laughs> oh, saying something like this has happened before. Okay, so here's the problem with that, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But the problem with that, that balloon came from China. Yeah. But it went over Alaska, and it went over Montana. And guess what's under Alaska, under the balloon in Alaska and Montana? Because um, you got to be thinking about Chinese invading to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? sure. So... They basically could be getting coordinates to better shoot down our missiles that might fly out of Alaska and fly out of Montana. Right. So you have these silos. And if you can get really good um, uh, key points. So they're saying that it's not that important. What they're hovering over is not that important. Mm -hmm. And it's not the details. Don't think about it like from the detail perspective. Like in terms of like what kind of missiles are they going to be and stuff like that. They, they could get that information maybe too. But a lot of this stuff is in silos underground anyway. Right. But the issue is about getting coordinates and keying in your coordinates to to neutralize our assets. Yeah. Our assets that we might use in the case of a nuclear war. Because now that they know exactly what the coordinates are of the origin of the missile, they can then better shoot down these missiles before they ever get started. They might even blow them up, uh, be able to blow them up before they leave our airspace, which would be more harmful to us. So they can invade Taiwan and not have to worry about the missiles that would be uh, tailored to go to China from Alaska and Montana and our West Coast because that's where our missiles would be coming from. Yeah. And, uh, and, and some islands and some other places. But why we're allowing this to happen is is well beyond me. 
it's it's absolutely crazy. And it's because of weak leadership that they're testing the waters. And they're getting away with it. We have this trans-focused military. And we have a, a, a corrupt leader. Forget about feckless. Forget about um, mentally deficient. Forget about all those things. This is a guy that's not really running the show, but he's overseeing and rubber stamping a criminal empire by the left and fleecing our tax dollars with every stroke. They're trying to kill us, folks. You say, well, that's too much, Scott. That's, that's a little too far. But think about what they're doing with our eggs for just one example. Yeah. Just one minute example. It turns out it turns out that there are spike proteins in every cancer cell. And it turns out that the vaccine enhances your spike proteins. Mm-hmm. Which is going to cause a lot of people to get cancer. Yeah. Who are of the weaker persuasion. Only the strong will survive. This this uh, bioweapon attack. I don't even believe we've seen the worst of it. I think the worst of it's going to come seven years down the down the road, like Asian Orange did. And not only that, but when we see these chicken farms in Connecticut going up in flames to where I think we lost a hundred thousand yeah. hens. Okay, and then you got fertilizer feed. Uh, our, our chicken feed used to feed the chickens and produce eggs and get these chickens to be great egg producers. And it turns out that there's something put in the feed through a company like Purina that is putting this uh, feed out there that's causing the hens to not produce any eggs. Why are they doing that? Well, one of the things is they just came out with a study that said that yolks in eggs actually fight against spike proteins. That if you want to beat COVID, you should eat more eggs. So we should have been eating more eggs instead of getting all those vaccines? Well, they did the same thing, though. (laughs) They did the same thing with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. These were proven to be successful and worked um, early on. But because they were out of patent, Fauci didn't want them. Because they were cheap as beans and they could be made in a manufacturing plant in, in India yeah. for about a penny per pill, they decided to actually, no, get Pfizer to get super rich on this stuff. And now they're coming out with cancer medicines to make a mint off of that. And myocarditis medicines and heart disease medicines. And they just keep on perpetually feeding off of one mistake. It's not even a mistake at this point. You look at what Project Veritas is doing. The same people that endorsed these vaccines, the same people that endorsed Pfizer and Moderna and Biotech, the same people that are going and supporting this stuff are the globalists at the Davos World Economic Forum. And what do they want? What does Bill Gates want? 
He would like to see the uh, world population be reduced by about 15%. And he's been working on this from multiple angles. And he has the most farmland in American history. He controls our food supply. He's advancing artificial foods. They're pushing bugs on you. And it just so happens that they support a vaccine that goes after your hormones. The, the uh, fertilizer. And I didn't say this. The actual chief of research and development at Pfizer said this on a hidden mic when he was on a grinder date. And Project Veritas stung him. Anyway, getting back to Hunter Biden real quick, and then we're going to go through a series of these clips. Um, Jonathan Turley says Hunter has avoided any public discussion of his foreign dealings, yet if he carries out his threat and sues for defamation, he would invite a deposition under oath and under hostile conditions. His father would relish the prospect before 2024 as much as drinking molten lead. (laughs) That's a good point. So over the past week, uh, it's been uncovered that Hunter Biden's crimes involve um, classified documents, espionage, and connections to biolabs in Ukraine. All right. Huge House oversight investigation. John Kerry for his private meetings with communist China on deals that undermined the U.S. economy. So the Oversight Committee says, uh, James Comer says, calls on Special Presidential Envoy for Climate uh, John Kerry to provide information about his secret negotiations that undermine American interests. And remember, he's the same guy that campaigned with um, Jane Fonda back in Vietnam. Yes. Americans need transparency about his office, offices, staffing, spending, and activities. So... Thank goodness. I would love to look into that. So National Review put this out. In the letter uh, obtained by National Review, Committee Chairman James Comer accuses Kerry of using his spec role, a cabinet-level position that was created by President Biden and does not require Senate confirmation to engage in activities that could undermine our health, economic health, skirt congressional authority, and threaten foreign policy under the guise of climate advocacy. Wow, that's a big, that would be big. There's just so much corruption. There's another study by NBC that says, study finds masks wearing likely, masks, mask wearing likely makes little or no difference regarding flu transmission. Well, take so, that virtue signalers. No, this is a new st- study. Yeah. And you got to we got to wonder why it is then that we've been misled by all these top docs for so long. Here's another story that says FBI was in constant contact with Twitter trust and safety team document show. So they were in constant contact with Twitter to censor Americans. Mm-hmm. They were attacking the people that are paying their salaries, they would be fired, folks. They yeah. would be fired. If you had an employee tapping into your computer and you're the owner of the company and you have employees and they're tapping into your com- uh, computer. Yeah. And they're reading all your private emails and manipulating and, and then calling some of your business contacts behind your back. 
wouldn't you and, and and shutting down emails trying to prevent emails from getting to some of your important business colleagues and contacts for you to 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 navigate the business what would you, what do you think you would do to the employee that was sabotaging your business fire them that's exactly <laughs> what's going on here so stunning admission Democrat Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries says resolution condemning socialist tyrants undermines House Democrats' agenda. So Hakeem Jeffries basically said this. Hakeem Jeffries, condemning brutal and corrupt socialist dictators would undermine the House Democrats' agenda. Let's take a listen. They bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. They bring to the... Totally sick. And then you had Rashid Tlaib crying at the mic uh, because uh, her poor friend, Ilhan Omar. And also Ocasio-Cortez was uh, emoting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely crazy bonkers how anybody could identify with that party. Like 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 we we have so many liberal friends that have Ivy League degrees that have million dollar homes. And they're upstanding citizens, other than the fact that they vote Democrat. And you're like, how do you get your head around this well, stuff? Well, furthermore, it's not like Ilhan Omar has been removed from Congress. She has been removed from one. They're voting no, her off of yeah. one committee. Foreign, and, foreign affairs. Foreign affairs. And further, because she was, she's a terror. She supports terrorism. And furthermore, they're also voting off a few white people. Not that I like these white people, Adam Schiff and Eric Solwell, and some of these other people are losing their uh, involvement with that committee as well. But and they're white, so you can't go saying that this is about racism right so there's this woman named caitlin johnstone she's from australia she writes some really great tweets and she wrote this one about ukraine i'm gonna read it nobody actually believes western proxy warfare in ukraine is about saving ukraine ukrainian lives you don't save lives by ramping up escalations you save lives by negotiating peace trump said for example he could negotiate peace within 24 hours i believe him because so far his track record's been 100% accurate, which would require concessions from the U.S. empire. Empire's simps just don't want those concessions made, like Lindsey Graham, for example. Um, The U.S. could easily end this war by respecting Moscow's security concerns and rolling back its war machinery and proxy ops from the region. The U.S. won't do this because it wants to use this proxy war to bleed Russia and facilitate regime change in Moscow. That's all this is. I, uh, I agree with that 100%. Um, and it's, it's a shame that we're at this place where we want... We, we practiced this regime change in Libya. How did that work? How's Libya? Is Libya better off today than it was before uh, we murdered Gaddafi in the streets? Uh, I, mean, I don't think so. 
our State Department and our CIA using uh, other agencies like USAID to pay for these um, battles. Um, it's it's a it's just a crime against humanity, and we should be staying out of these foreign wars. And Trump advocated getting out of these places. There's no need to be there. We could negotiate uh, other terms and better relations with Russia, with China, trade relations, where the damages would be so catastrophic economically if they were to step out of line in any kind of aggressive way. But that's not where we are right now because we have really dumb leadership in the Democrat Party that's ruling the game. And this is the biggest problem of all. So the Pentagon refuses to shoot down the suspected Chinese spy balloon hovering over Montana for days. The Department of Defense announced on Thursday. Now, they lied. Here's the biggest problem about this is they're lying. Yeah. They're saying if we shoot it down, who knows? It might hurt, you know, um, a couple of buffalo uh, up in <laughs> Montana, you know, because it's over big sky country. Right. There's hardly anybody up there. In the that that airspace that's living living there, it's not a big, widely populated place. So why would they raise that false concern? You know, they don't respect the American people enough to tell them the truth ever. Even in a place case like this, where they could tell the truth, they just won't. Brigadier General Pat Ryder told NBC News, NBC, the United States government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over continental United States right now. But they don't want to uh, any clue as to what this is in the sky. So there was a lot of reports of it, right? Now, the thing is, is that they're, try- they're trying to say that they're- it's about America's safety. No, right. it's not about America's safety. Shoot the doggone thing down. They're tracking our coordinates from where our missile silos yeah. are so that they can prevent our missiles from being effective mm-hmm. in the case that they invade Taiwan. Dummy. I mean, how dumb can these military people at the Pentagon be? Uh, it's just absolutely quackery. So here's another case for DeSantis, and we're going to talk a little bit about DeSantis Trump here in a second. But um, Florida's workspace workforce, you're, you're going to love this one, mm-hmm. Leonor, because you used to live, work in New York. Right. You were there at 9-11. Two, I was. I was. blocks away from the towers that went down. And we're going to chase. But here, Florida's workforce ended the year larger than New York's for the first time ever. Florida's workforce now has roughly half a million more workers than it did before the pandemic. Because people are sick and tired of these liberal policies. They are. But what I fear is that they bring their politics with them. Yeah. You know, and why would they do that? You know, ruin a good thing. So there's this FOIA uh, uh, Twitter feed that says FOIA News, the first installment consisting of a few hundred pages of the declassified binder of Crossfire Hurricane documents was released today. See below memo for background, particular at as to what Trump Meadows intended to be redacted or not. So, I tweet. I retweeted this up on my uh, Twitter feed, and it says I foiled this stuff in July of 2021 
and fought administratively to get it expedited. It was expedited, but had Judicial Watch not sued on its own behalf, it would have dragged out for more months at least, um, for a few more months. A lot of the batch looks like old stuff we've already seen, but in any case, and a lot was redacted um, as well. But I believe that's what the uh, documents at at, uh, Mar-a-Lago were all about, the Crossfire Hurricane stuff. Um, I think if we knew the truth about um, Peter Strzok and his connections with the CIA and the FBI, I think we would be troubled by it, to be sure. All right, so let's see. I'm just going through my um, list of things here, and uh, I want to. Um, I, I would like to play this uh, Comer bit here, but I think there's going to be a commercial. What, what in do you here. make here, here of is. the fact that they are already going after you and Jordan in their bid to defend Biden against these investigations? I mean, it, it's. I'm probably not going to comment on that. I mean, they can continue to do whatever they want. All we're asking for is basic information that that normal congressional investigators would would ask an administration for. Uh, it, it's it's shocking, but it's not going to deter us one bit. It, it, we're moving forward. Uh, we believe we've been transparent with uh, what information we want and why we want it. So uh, the American people and and hopefully the media can be the judges of, of how they're responding. But Democrats do have a very coordinated approach to defending the president in these mm-hmm. inquiries. I mean, I mean if they that? want to continue to defend the indefensible, then more power to them. But this is something that uh, Joe Biden promised when he was campaigning for president, that he would have the most transparent administration in history. I'll let the media be the judge of whether that's a, an accurate uh, uh, promise that he made. And give us some context on the transcribed interview today, mm-hmm. what you want out of that, but what you think that might reveal. I mean, obviously, that's the first major step where you've had somebody right. in since you've been the chair. No, we're, we're glad. This was our first official transcribed interview during my chairmanship. Uh, so we'll have the uh, general counsel for the National Archives come in today. Uh, we just have the same questions that you all have. We want to know what type of documents are we talking about. We're going to ask about the documents that Trump has, as well as the documents that Biden and Pence have. But, and, go ahead. But you think that was something they did triggered all this, and that's yeah. why this was right. handled differently with Trump and, and different with Biden. And this is, uh, I can tell you this, we've, you know, in the beginning, the, the story was that the National Archives triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they've come back and implied that it wasn't National Archives, that it was actually the Department of Justice. So uh, we want to know who triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago and why there's such a difference in how the mishandling of documents uh, of Trump has been handled so much differently than the mishandling of documents uh, with respect to Pence. So uh, we want to know, again, uh, who all was involved in in, uh, turning the documents in with respect to Pence. Uh, We're we're very concerned that... uh, you know, who's had access to Pence's document? I've said Pence. I'm sorry. We're, we're, let me start off. We're very concerned about who had access to Biden's documents uh, with respect to the investigation we're conducting. Uh, we, I, I thought he made a mistake there. I was like, I think he means Biden. You know, you're doing a lot of these I think that the Republicans need to do more interviews because we're not getting anything out of Jean Pierre. Yeah. Oh, please. She is such a disaster. Oh. 
Oh, wait, wait. Go ahead again. Say that again. Corinne Jean-Pierre, she is such yeah. a disaster. We, yeah. You were saying we're not getting anything out of her and that the Republicans need to do more interviews. That, that, that couldn't be more true. Yeah. So here's a Daily Mail uh, article that I, I posted up here. It says, set phone up so I can spy on you showering. Hunter Biden threatened to withhold cash-strapped assistance pay if she didn't face... Fa- uh, didn't FaceTime him naked text show as it it's revealed she's the fourth employee with whom he had sexual relationships with. The fourth employee. Yeah, texts obtained by DailyMail.com show first son asked assistant for video sex. I mean, he was a sex addict. There's that even, that, I've that seen, is clear. I mean, I've I mean, seen, there's no disputing that I've he's a sex addict. I've seen pictures when they first came out and they were legit, in my opinion. And there was one where there was a credit card with Malik Obama, that one of the daughters. Malia Obama. Malia Obama. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Malik's the half-brother. Malia Ob- Obama. And it was a exact credit card of hers. Like, it, it, tail, it, was, it was the number and everything. Yeah. The name. Like, you would have to be in possession of her card to know. Right. And I, it just was not doctored. And it was her card cutting cocaine, dusted up with cocaine on it, and a picture of her and Hunter sleeping together in bed naked. Now, that's I've seen it with my own eyes. I still have the picture. Mm-hmm. I saved the picture. And I'm just saying that it's widely available. And yet nobody's even talking about all the hookers that were bought, the Pornhub account that he had, all this other stuff that was just so outrageous. Him sleeping with underage girls. I mean, it's just across the board. There's nothing you can actually accuse him of that he hasn't done. I mean, this whole thing about him being an artist and selling artists to Chinese investors for $500,000 in art piece. I mean... Talk about money laundering. It's just an absolute. And somehow when art is paid for like that, there's no questions asked. It's it's a great way to launder money. Well, we got to get new leadership. Well, that is for sure. And one of the things that's happening is there's there's a play right now going on from the establishment to advance the ball for DeSantis against Trump. And there's a lot of reverse razzle-dazzle psychology that's going on. Um, First off, Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley, um, her situation is she can't win. So Daily Caller says, Nikki Haley can't win the GOP primary. So why is she running, right? So Trump says, I think she should run, right? That's kind of interesting in and of itself. Well, because so the, he wants to show that he could still win against all these people. That's so there what are basically three possibilities she thinks she can win. She is, she's in cahoots with Trump or she's angling to make a deal. Okay, those are the three. Basically, she thinks she can win. Here's the argument for that. The 2024 primaries are still a long way off. And Haley has come from behind before. In 2010, she won her first term in South Carolina as South Carolina's governor. She was polling in last place until she uh, just weeks before. Okay, her path to victory is narrow, but.
but it does exist. She would probably need Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, widely considered the biggest threat to Trump, to stay out of the race. She all, she'd also want former Vice President Mike Pence and former Secretary Pompeo to decide against, uh, against running. The three have virtually the same brand positioning. Trump ally who's not afraid to criticize him would, uh, it says here, by presenting herself as substantially Trump more, more Trumpian. Um, it says here, uh, Trump ally who's not afraid to criticize him when necessary. Okay. All right, so Charlie Kirk said this. Don't underestimate Nikki. She's talented and ambitious. She will raise a ton of money and work super hard. Nothing is certain. One of the problems I have with this is exactly what Charlie Kirk just said, but the opposite of what he meant, which is that she's going to be taking a lot of money out of the pockets of people that could give it to Trump. Right. And split the money and, uh, and not come close to winning. So... It might also help her if a few anti-Trumpers like Cheney or former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan jumped into the race. They'd remain permanently stuck at 1% while giving Haley a way to deflecting attempts to paint her as the establishment or rhino, right? So there's a lot of ways to go about that. Okay, the second point is she's working with Trump. During a Saturday campaign stop in South Carolina, Trump revealed that he had given Haley his blessing to seek the presidency. I talked to her for a little while. I said, look, you know what? Yeah, you know, go but with your heart, right? So she should definitely run, he added in a Truth Social post. So is he just calling her bluff or what? It's possible Trump is egging her on because he knows she'd strip votes from DeSantis. Now, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. She de- no, she definitely would Trump do that. Trump operatives admitted in December that... so And that's that's one of the things. The more, the merrier. Trump is looking at it, the more, the merrier. The more people get in, the more people are going to take their 2%. Because Trump has a block of at least 47% of the, you know, Republican yeah. caucus, right? So everybody else could split it all up however they want. And one thing that that tells me is that Trump doesn't feel like he has a full 50 percent that he would he needs 12 candidates to get in and, you know, take take, you know, everybody take their 12 percent or 2 percent or whatever it is. That might add up to 56 percent or something like that. But Trump's going to win every day of the Mm -hmm. week with 44 percent block. He knows he's got that math. So then the third reason is she wants to make a deal. Maybe she wants to be a VP. Um, you and, know, and, you know, I could see her in that role. A lot of people are talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think that would be a somewhat of a mistake. I don't think that's a good idea. I think I think she's too Marjorie polarizing. Marjorie Taylor Greene couldn't even pick up Georgia. But, you know, when you take a look at Carrie Lake, she's attractive. She's been victimized by election fraud. She's a good communicator, having been in a, the broadcast industry. A great communicator. And... And not only that, she's bold, she's courageous, but then guess what? She also gets Trump the victory in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So why why you know, that's a big pick pickup right there. So he gets Carrie Lake, he gets Arizona. He gets Marjorie Taylor Greene, he doesn't even win Georgia. Yeah. Remember, Trump didn't campaign in Georgia because Georgia just doesn't like Yeah, they like Kemp instead of Trump. 
you know, I don't know why that doesn't make much sense to me either. But, you know, I thought Georgians were different than that. But all right. So this this liberal Jonathan Chait says this. OK, he's a liberal. He's spinning. And this is I only bring this up because I want everybody to be aware of the reverse psychology that's going on here. A contemporary take. Uh, that the defection of the grifter class from Trump to DeSantis shows where the conservative market is heading. So they use a couple of key points here, right? A couple of keys. And one of the keys was, they cited was this guy named Bill Mitchell. He used to have a talk show. Mm -hmm. And it says, okay, that's it. Uh, Bill Mitchell, you know, short-sighted, says this. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm off the Trump train. I cannot in good conscience support a man who would tell lies about a great American to defend his own enormous ego. I can't believe Bill Mitchell said this, right? So (laughs) we got John calling in today Mm. from Chicagoland. So, all right, we'll go ahead and take that. Hey, John, um, you're on the air. Okay. Hey, guys. Hey, yeah, have a nice weekend if I don't say so at the end. But yes, how are you? Uh, doing well. So uh, yeah, this reverse psychology to... business is kind of interesting, right? Where a lot of these so-called Trumpy, Trump train trainers are bailing uh, for one reason or another. And, you know, they're just spineless, number one. Number two, they're taking the bait. They take the bait all the time. And uh, this is why I don't align myself with a lot of that... Uh, that um you know the uh, the the far far right wing of the republican party because uh they're i don't know they just seem to be uh limited in their scope well i'll say a couple of things number one regarding nikki haley i have no worries about her going anywhere near the presidency absolutely number one she's got all the uh uh charisma of jan brady i mean honestly she's not going to sway anyone it's like <laughs> jeb bush part two right i mean she's just jeb bush warmed over she's the opposite she's of carrie also, lake for example opposite of who carrie lake yeah exactly uh, oh, oh my it's not even a comparison nikki haley also is wishy-washy in so many issues she's a finger in the air type uh you know beltway republican all right so form. we, we she's don't the like who after the we don't like Nikki. Yeah. So let, what? What next? Okay, okay. I, I would say what these guys are doing when they're looking at Ron DeSantis is, of course, you know, I think a lot of people are making a legitimate, honest decision—not necessarily a um, beltway decision—to support DeSantis because they see he's effective. He's been effective on issue after issue, and he takes substantive legal steps to say go after CRT in schools or. Let's say the, like with Disney, he really went out and said, look, we're going to take away your, your legal status as far as having home rule in that area because he really hit him. A lot of guys talk about this, like uh, the Governor Abbott in, in Texas, Mr. 60 Days After DeSantis. He says things. He doesn't, really, he doesn't really do them that much, at least not from what I see. DeSantis goes out and effectively attacks the opponent. He has a battle strategy and he does it. And he explains himself very well. And he doesn't back down to the media. And I could give examples of this, but he defends himself intelligently and doesn't have the same rough edges Trump does. So I understand that. What could kill him and what would, I think, also doom the Pompeos and the Pences and the Nikki Haley's is they are neocons. Absolutely. And I, I don't I'm not saying I'm not saying he is, but he, he voted with that group when he was in Congress. And I think the Republican base 
has moved sharply away from that. Right. And the parties have switched out. I, w- I want to play this. I want to play this forty-second clip while you're while you're on. Um, this is something I had queued up for the show, but let's take a listen to this Trump supporter. Trump all the way, and I'm sorry, but DeSantis. If you run against Trump after putting out that campaign ad saying I'm a pit bull Trump defender, but then when the FBI did an unconstitutional raid at Mar-a-Lago, you as top cop in Florida didn't open an investigation. Loyalty is huge. And the one thing we don't want in Washington is people that pick political opportunity over loyalty. And President Trump did far more for DeSantis than anybody in Florida. So if he turns his back on President Trump and doesn't back him going into 2024, I don't think any American should trust him. Trump is the greatest president probably in my lifetime. He's like what Tom Brady is to football. President Trump is the politics. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where Trump is right now with his base, and his base is big. I don't think the base is as big at this point as you think. And I'm I would fully support Donald Trump if he runs again. I want him to right. get back in there, and I want him to get back in with the head of steam and be angry as to what was done to him. But I think there is a lingering doubt. He had terrible personnel choices in the first couple of years. They got better. They got better. And I think he appoint much better people in the second term. And I think there'd be less fear of joining his administration, paradoxically. He might think right. there'd be more. I think there'll be less. I think people have had right. it. So well, I think he'd do better. I do. Well, here, But, but this, Dan, this, is his, this may be his time. And when it's your time, you have to grab the brass ring, no matter who is the other guy running. It's not a matter of disloyalty. All right. And then we I have got to win to do our to do our work. I got a roll, but uh thank you for calling in right. today and I do appreciate everything you just Thanks, said. Guys. All right. Thanks, thank John. You. Bye. All right. Um I want to play this clip real quick and then Leonardo you're going to do a plug. Um here we go. One of the first things This is um um Kevin McCarthy asked uh if uh, do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? And let's take a listen. As Marjorie Taylor Greene said from the Oversight Dais, was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered, or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. Wrong answer, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Michael Byrd murdered her. Yeah, <laughs> and wrong, that's all there is to wrong it. Wrong answer. So, yeah. uh, uh, so let me just mention that if you want to check out my recent articles, visit spectator.org. Go to the front page le- and find me, Leonora Cravota, and you see my re- my review about a book about Edgar Allan Poe, and then there's also another review about Roald Dahl, the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Alright, so the last time you promoted that, your, your Edgar Allan Poe article yeah, it, is not out it, yet. Yeah, it hadn't come out yet. It'll be out soon. Yeah, but we is got, it, it out now? It's not out now. It'll be out soon though it got a little delayed by uh, some you know a lot yeah. of national news yeah absolutely all right well thank you for that leonora and uh, i want to thank everybody for tuning in to the scott adams show and um wow there's so many other things i wanted to play and uh man i can start rambling and then i run out of time exactly um but uh, be sure to check out org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Uh, make a donation over there if you can. It helps us out greatly. And if you could afford to do that, do it. Uh, org. Also, use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Bury my kids right up to bed.